0: The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Hotmovies.com. Try out some ethical paid for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at Hotmovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> Shout out to all those big babes, pretty plumpers, and sexy softies. This is Billy Proceda, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. We know that Billy has somewhat of a limited but strong reputation in certain corners of Reddit. Over the years, I've had certain experiences that have been shared on there. Uh, I have recruited certain absurd sexual scenarios from Reddit. Some people have written stories about their encounters with me on Reddit. Somewhat frequently, I will maybe make a comment, or someone will randomly message me and be like, "Dude, like I love the stories." And as as many of you may remember, I organized three gangbangs in January because life is weird. Flash forward to last week, I get an email from a guy. And the subject line is, need a partner for MFM. Hey, Billy. I realize this is odd since we don't actually know each other. Uh, I did attend a gangbang you organized a few months back with a very sexy, blindfolded woman. But I thought you might be a good person to ask considering your experience and healthy understanding of a positive sexual encounter. I met a girl on Reddit. Reddit who was interested in meeting up with me and a friend. We talked a lot about what the experience would be like for each of us, what we were interested in, not interested in, and made sure we were all on the same page. So far, this sounds great. Very responsible threesome planning with strangers. Good job, everybody. Problem is, my buddy is impossible to pin down schedule-wise. I work days, he works nights. Oy... She was growing frustrated, and I I think the excitement was fading. She asked if I had any other friends that I thought were chill and would be down. So here I am. Believe it or not, I'm more comfortable asking you, a stranger, than almost all of my friends. Anyway, we were looking at Tuesday evening as a possibility. She seems very cool, open, and interesting. Let me know if you're interested in, uh, in having this threesome. Got that email. Saturday morning, I awoke to a uh, a text message from the woman I broke things off with back in April. Um, catch you up to speed. I was seeing someone for a few months, uh, most of it being during my low libido phase, and I broke things off with her because it was getting a little too serious, and I was not am not in a place for a more serious romantic relationship. And no matter what we would say, it still felt serious. So I broke that off. And I also asked for space, which she's been like 90% compliant with. I wake to a text from her with, uh, with a screenshot, a conversation between her and someone else. He says to her, Hey there, if you're still up for it, I have someone to join us tuesday huh can you tell me about him and do you have a picture of the guy and have you done this with them before have they had a threesome before she asks he says uh so he's actually a guy i met on reddit a while back you can actually find out quite a bit about him on reddit at you slash funny billy pro and she said jesus fuck which is the appropriate reaction And she, she also threw in a, okay you have to admit this is kind of hilarious hope you're good one slutty coincidence right there I get uh, I get randomly solicited for a threesome and it just happens to turn out to be with a recent ex uh, can't uh, can't seem to arrange a good threesome in this town without running into someone I've romantically disappointed so that was wanted to share that with you this week's guest everybody is the fabulous, the fun, the uh, super knowledgeable Laura Delarado. She's a body-positive writer and educator and, not for nothing, kind of a babe. Maybe talk about that more later. Uh, Great episode this week, everyone. I can't wait to share it with you in a bit. But first, well, actually, really, it's more like second, because I told the whole failed threesome with C (laughs) thing. But second, get them hot! Get them dates, show dates. Yep. Okay. Um, tonight, June 19th in Brooklyn, I'm going to be at Friends and Lovers at 8 p.m. doing some stand up comedy. That should be fun. And then Chicago. It's coming up, everybody. I hope you got your tickets. You better get them soon. June 28th at North Bar in Wicker Park. We're doing what I like to call Excuse Me. You get it? Excuse me, cuz it's a stand-up comedy show where comedians will do their stand-up sets while they're being interrupted off stage by one of their exes. And then after the set, the three of us will sit down, we're going to talk about why they didn't work out and record that for a for a Fun Man Whore podcast live episode. Uh so get tickets for that at slash tour use the code BILLY to get $5 off your ticket. Again, that's manhorpod.com slash tour, June 28th, Chicago, and Connecticut, June 30th. I'm going to be at Comics, which is in Mohegan Sun, uh, on the 8 p.m. show. But I've got a big, big, big announcement regarding Manhorcon. con. Oh, yeah. Um, just had another person by weekend pass like an hour ago. I am excited to spend a whole sex positive weekend with you, fucking wild weirdos yeah you yeah, like-minded listeners you yeah, funky fan whores oh boy i want to announce another event for man whore con presented by motor bunny we've already uh, announced quite a few events so far there's going to be the fan whore pub crawl there's going to be the roast of billy Presida, a man whore podcast live show an exclusive after party and now also meet billy's mom Yes, because I live a type of life where I can advertise, meet my mother as a, a thing to entice people to come hang out with me for a weekend in New York City. Look, now the roast and the live podcast, individual tickets will be available soon. Um, if you can't make the whole weekend, you'll be able to buy tickets to that. But to join us for this intimate Q&A with my mom, which will not be recorded for release. This is a private event just for Khan attendees. And she's pretty stoked. If you've ever had questions about where the fuck I came from, this woman is prepared to dish. And don't you want to join us for that and oh so much more, okay? Don't you want to come to New York City and meet people just like you? Then you need to get your weekend pass right now, everybody. Go to manhorpodcom slash weekend and get your pass today. And of course, there'll be a link for that in the show notes. Oh, can't wait for man, So excited. Uh, Here's another thing I get excited for around this time of year. Football. I am into the football. I like the sports ball. My preferred team of criminals uh, are the New York Jets every year. And this is something we've been doing since year one of the podcast. We do a fan whore fantasy football league. It's a $30 buy-in. We do half point PPR on Yahoo, fantasy sports we usually do 10 or 12 team leagues, depends on the year. Um, if we get enough signups, we'll maybe even do like two leagues. But if you want to be a part of that, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Let me know you want to be a part of the thing. We tend to get a lot of holdovers from the previous year's league, but usually some spots open up, uh, so it'd be great to get some fresh blood in there. Manwhorepod at gmail.com if you want to play some fantasy football with your fellow fan whores. And speaking of fellow fanhors, time for the fan whore appreciation moment. All right, moving through this schedule. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank a few of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. I like to give them a thank you because they keep a roof over my head, the internet running, and condoms in my drawer. Yeah, I've never paid for sex toys, but I still pay quite a bit. For condoms. I really got to work out a sponsorship deal there. Um, these um, are a bunch of wonderful individuals who believe in supporting independent content creators like myself. So I want to say thank you right now to Sabrina Cummings. Can't wait to meet you at ManhoreCon. I'm so excited you're coming up from down south. So I'll see you there. Matt R. Hey man, I see you. Okay, I see I see you out there getting out the vote help turn texas blue you're doing a good thing buddy keep it going and dan brown you know i love the da vinci code and the whole series you're doing great work and if you're not that dan brown then you know what i'm so happy that you're pledged dude come say hi sometime um Again, go to patreon.com/slash manhor podcast. We're currently sending $946 pledged. So, you know, a little over $500 left to go with about, uh, what, six weeks? I think we can do it, don't you? Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com/slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Laura Delarado. Oh, gosh. Um, I have wanted to have this woman on the show for like a year and a half. I saw her do a workshop on fat girl sex at the Brooklyn sex expo in 2017. I had just, I was gearing up uh, for my very first man con. I went to the expo and I, and I saw this on the lineup and I was like, I think I want to see this. I went and it was wonderful and I was like oh my gosh she's really cute she is fantastic and I finally got up the courage to ask her out to the podcast yeah she has a killer bonus episode coming out tomorrow and I know I say all the bonus episodes are killer but this one is like sick dope awesome and it's like a little over a half hour because like we just could not seem to stop talking. Of course, that ep- that bonus episode uh, will be out tomorrow and it will join over 100 other bonus episodes that are available to my $5 and up uh members on Patreon. But for now, you know, w- we got to meet this lady. Let's chat with Laura Delarado.
1: This Clona Willy thing. Oh, and it's vibrating. Um and skin tone, the light skin tone, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um I hear that that's actually really difficult to do because you have to stay hard for like a very specific amount of time mm-hmm. in order for that to like to like stay correct
0: uh, i have not done it yet but that's why i'm told by people yeah so you need to like be very erect actually it'd be uh, hilarious what i need to do is is pair up clona willie for a sponsorship deal i need to pair clona Willy with blue chew and then it's like, that's yeah. perfect. Because then yeah. you can stay rock hard with the blue chew long enough to do your clone You Willy. should
1: absolutely do that, actually. Like, <laughs> I was just you... emailing
0: them yesterday. I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Like, every time I look at those things, I'm like, I really just want to, like, watch someone do it. But I also think that I'm like oh the i how is that what if that person's not saying hard like do i just like show a tit or something i don't yeah. know
0: <laughs> i mean i have not done it yet i just don't have anyone to do it with i got i first got that when i was with like my ex a, a few years ago and then mm. we just never got around to it and then since then it's like no, no one to help so
1: oh my gosh also i love that you it's like sex stuff sex stuff sex stuff um new york university well you know i love this
0: i want them to be proud of me <laughs>
1: I'm obsessed with this. I, uh, I, who's that? Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Lorelai Lee, Miss, Mistress Lorelai Lee. Yeah. Uh, she's from an NYU person too, and she's like a smarty pants, but she's also like a dom, like a financial dom, like sex yeah. queen and, uh, dominatrix. And I'm like, that's right
0: it's almost as if like whores can be smart too. It's oh so Oh my strange. God, right? <laughs> oh
1: God. <laughs> Literally like, that's like my plight in the world is I, I, sometimes and I feel so dumb thinking about this all the time. Like, ugh, you're going to find me to be an idiot right now. But basically Doubtful. like when someone's like uh, talks about, sex or sex work in a negative way I'm always or if I talk about like I was naked in a calendar or whatever and I always go like but also I got a 1370 70 on my SATs like I always have to do that thing Mm -hmm. and I'm like I shouldn't have to preface that I'm a very smart person and I shouldn't have to like um like qualify it Correct. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. super annoying, but yeah. I do it and it's an asshole
0: thing to do. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do it. And I don't even, I wonder if how many people are actually thinking that actively before you say it.
1: I know. I, I think I, I want to like change the way we look at like sexuality is like mm. who is allowed to be sexual because not we like, we don't allow a lot of people to be sexual in like mainstream media, but also or like valuably sexual. But then I think about like, Oh, but then you, you can't be smart and sexual. There's always like the dumb hooker uh, like trope. And there's always just right. like, yeah, like, like all those tropes that like sort of bleed into our culture. And I'm like, <sighs> I just want everyone to know, like, we're all very smart and we're making these smart decisions. Well,
0: we're not all smart. No, we're uh, not all smart. Like, there are, are, there are dumb hookers and there are, you know, uh, hookers with PhDs and just like everyone else on all the other professions are
1: you are you the hooker with a heart of gold or are you the
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's for you to decide i, I will oh no
1: <laughs> recorder
0: we're good we're, we're good. good we're good yeah
1: okay we're talking
0: great yeah we're talking we're talking uh we're nervous about the recorder uh, as i am here with I apologize for your last name. Let's do it. Let's
1: see if you could do it.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I got it. It's not the hardest, but I always get nervous. It's a lot
1: um, of vowels in between consonants. Yeah, it's a
0: healthy Italian last name. Yeah, it uh, might as
1: well be a Mafia.
0: Yeah, but I'm here <laughs> right now with uh, writer, educator Laura Delarado.
1: You did a very good job. Yeah. I'm- Priscita, come on. Pris- gotta- oh my gosh. We're, we're from the same block probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the same the same uh the same street in Sicily, I'm sure. Like oh, you know, several generations ago. <laughs>
1: absolutely. I also like that you also have like blue eyes ish. You have a blue mm-hmm. eye like you're a blue eye Italian y person. Yeah. Me too, and everyone's always like How'd that happen? I'm like, I don't know. Someone had sex with someone
0: in Switzerland, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for coming over. uh, I've been meaning to talk to you for some time. Oh,
1: my God. I'm so happy I'm here. Yeah. And I get to hang out in your room (laughs) with all your, like... Like let me just let me just set the scene. Please, there is a Willie a uh, vibrating sex toy maker thing. There is a hot person with a photo uh, of a hot person with their boobs out. That's signed. a
0: Siri who sucked my dick in a porno.
1: I'm obsessed with you so hard right now uh, that that's like a cool thing. And then there's like a porn. That's the porn I was in. I have to watch that. And then there's a cool embroidered man whore. And then there's your New York University. Mm-hmm. Um, degree as like i love this this combination of things
0: not to mention uh, uh me just as a little baby boy with papa you know in a, in a nice little frame shot next to Aww. all the horror shit
1: <laughs> i love a good like like collection of horror stuff and family stuff yeah i enjoy this
0: But yeah, yeah just like just like up here on this little uh this this bulletin board <laughs> your we signed got like- <laughs> hamilton uh playbill uh, enjoy it uh we got like a titty in my mouth here, and we have, like, dead grandma's, you know, in memoriam pamphlet thing here.
1: I, I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad, like, uh, I'm living up to expectations. Perfect. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, this has been – this is a treat. I'm really glad that I'm on this podcast. Yeah.
0: So I saw you in 2017 at the Brooklyn Sex Expo do a talk, like a workshop on, like, fat sex or fat girl sex. And it yeah. had a lot to do with, like, positions and, like – Like you you were talking about, like stigmas and positions. So, like, some of it was like more, you know, like headspace things, and some of it was like practical, like, no, I need a longer stem to reach or whatever. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. And I was just like,
0: I need to talk to her.
1: That was such a good workshop because I think that while sex is very physical, Mm -hmm. you know, the biggest sex organ you have is uh, your brain. Mm -hmm. You, uh, to do that 10% of physical work, you need to be 90% there. And especially as I've like my entire um, background and like ethos in the world is around like being a plus size woman and how that like empowers me. And I would say that most of the things that get in my way is like the emotional mental side of it. So I want to make sure that when I did that workshop, I was like, and also like, while i live my life every day and like as a sexual being i wanted to be like you know this is how we represent plus-size women this is how we represent fat women and this is like not okay and it like is internalized and then then we're all expected to just be confident and take off our clothes now and just like live our best lives that's impossible (laughs) so i wanted to be like here's some myths here's some things to like think about and then like all let's all Fuck that. And then, like, let's all have sex. And here are some cool ways to have sex. Yeah. So, also,
0: we're in a big room group of people. We could all just do that right now. Right. Um, yeah, R- yeah. Reed Mahalco did a workshop, I think, like right after you, is like his threesome one. And he said, like, all you need is if you and someone else want to have a threesome, all you need is another person. So you could, like, look to your left or right and, in theory, possibly have a threesome. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, it's so simple.
1: So it, it really is so simple sometimes, <laughs> but we're all in our heads and we're all just like, internalize things and i would say that like even as a person who's very confident like i always have those moments Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh no i have to get naked now and i have a belly and then i'm like no fuck that i'm super hot like and i just you just need to have that like second with yourself and then you're off Go about your
0: day. So you still have those those moments.
1: Yeah, I'm a. Yeah. I I would say that because I have eyes and ears, yeah. and I like walk through the world, and I'm uh, constantly told things about my body, and and you know what I have access to speaks uh, super loud as to like what I have value towards, mm-hmm. like um like if I don't have access to clothing, hypothetically, that really says a lot about like my position in the world, right? Like right. if if no clothes are like available available to me in stores. And I guess, like, I'm not really wanted here. That's internalized. Mm. Live best, and then I have to, like, go, like, be like, hey, uh, Billy, you're kind of hot or whatever. Like, then I have to go do that. Like, no, that's that's so difficult.
0: Yeah. I got. Okay. You want you a want heartbreaking close story because I, I get that, too. I had a. Uh, I think it was like maybe Christmas of 20. 20- Eleven or twenty twelve. My my family likes to just always indict my wardrobe every holiday season, and by <laughs> saying you don't know how to dress yourself, so here's things that you don't want anyway. Great, um, but Very we would cool like you them. to put on. So I got nine pairs of jeans, nine uh-huh. pairs of like nice. Sorry, it wasn't I was seven. Seven pairs of really nice designer jeans and some t-shirt that didn't fit. Whatever. Uh, and <clears throat> they all came with like a gift receipt. My mom's queen of the gift receipt. Oh, I She's like, like your don't mom. Don't worry, there's a gift receipt. It's okay. I took all of them upstairs on Christmas morning, which is supposed to be a joyful, happy time. I took them upstairs to try them on. And not a single one fit. Oh my god. Fine. Whatever. Maybe they don't know my size. I take them um, maybe, you know, the next month to uh Bloomingdale's. Nice fancy jeans. I go to so Bloomingdale's nasty. and I give them to the store clerk. I say, "Here, I need to exchange these for like store credit." He puts, uh, he, he does the thing. He, he hands me a card and a receipt and said, "This is the amount on the card." And it was just shy of a thousand dollars. I was Yay. dressed like this. I was. I literally said, "The guy's like, dude, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that?" Oh my gosh! So he got me two associates. We walked around the place. We tried every type of jean that was in Bloomingdale's and. Not a single pair fits me.
1: I, oh my gosh, I appreciate you for telling me this story. What a, cr- oh my God, and I bet that was not, did not feel good.
0: I left with like one $60 t-shirt with Charlie Brown on it, and that was all I could leave with. You know what? I feel good about that purchase <laughs> for you. <laughs> like, yeah, like I like the shirt, but I, it was heartbreaking to be like and i'm not even like a wide guy it, no uh, you're it's just,
1: an average like but yeah i was
0: trying to find like a size like a 36 38 waist that was uh like that was also short enough for me or something like i reasonably thought i could find something in bloomingdale's like, i gotta imagine there are a lot of stores you maybe won't even bother going into
1: oh my god i i think it's so funny like when people are like do you just want to like go to the store and like buy like like go to the store with me i'm like what am I gonna go do like look at accessories like no get out of here I'm gonna go I'm gonna go home and shop online (laughs) like every other like plus size woman like I just think that there's I just don't have access to certain things um which sucks and then like within the sex world like think about like now there's like leather and things that don't stretch (laughs) now you're like fuck I can't have access to any of this but you know there's also so many like cool online stores that are like branching out and like being cool and I'll be fine they'll be okay (laughs)
0: So, so what even counts as like plus size anymore? Because the, what is it like the average? uh like size for i don't understand y'all's sizing situation
1: that's another part of all this nightmares. Um, <laughs> like what is an 18 but i've
0: heard that whatever the average like <laughs> size is for all women is actually something most people would call plus size but it's actually the average
1: yeah so the average size in north america for women is a size 18 or a size 16 18 um that is on that is plus size that's actually okay. like like um, it used to be like kind of on the higher end of plus size, and now it's like starting to become like the beginning part of plus size as we've like cultures change and things have like. What does 18 adjusted. look like?
0: Talk to me like me. a dumb man. You. Okay. I am a size 18. Okay.
1: And I'm like a. I would say also, I think that I'm not the, not lucky, but I would say that like I, well, I'm tall. I'm 5'7. Mm. My like. Size. i'm most of my like sizes in my legs like i'm vi- i'm just like legs and boobs <laughs> and, um all my weight's kind of like centralized in my stomach which is like the most italian thing ever um and so when i buy clothes like the hardest thing i have is just like finding clothes that fit around like the widest part of my body mm. um but then i have like a vi- like a smaller waist so size 18 this is what size 18 looks like um it also can look very different on someone who is Shorter. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go do that hemming god, like, garbage. Um And then – or someone who's a little taller than me. And then they have to, like, find something that's, like, overall bigger instead of having, like – like, I have to always, like, tailor my, my pants to, like, my legs because my legs are a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So size 18 is, like, me. Like, kind of, like hmm. – average average lady yeah pretty average Mm -hmm. but like i don't have access to like so much stuff and then i also get like represented very weird in the world Mm -hmm. so i'm always constantly like aware of my size which sucks
0: what do you mean by represented in the world
1: like think about every fat character you've ever seen on television um Mm -hmm. so we've got fat monica great uh fat amy very cool um we, fat, oh amy? fat fat monica's from friends <laughs> okay remember when when monica was fat i never watched friends i never did either but i know that so
0: <laughs> okay are you talking Don't, amy are you talking like amy schumer no like fat oh, okay.
1: amy like um rebel wilson when oh. she did pitch perfect okay sorry i'm like giving you like character names it's okay um how like uh what's a oh uh, what is it like um every single time like chrissy metz on this is us like her entire her entire characters around her like weight loss Mm -hmm. mike and molly literally that show is based off of like two people who came from overeaters anonymous like every single time you see a fat or plus size character on screen it's like that person's weight is is their is their entire character storyline and arc Mm. like even shrill which is like the new show on hulu Mm. which is my favorite book, with my favorite writers, with my favorite actress and my favorite creators, and my favorite people are all in that show, and it has on your
0: least favorite streaming service. Oh my god, Hulu! <laughs> <Fuck, laughs> this is my time.
1: Um, but like, even that, like, which I think is such a beautiful show, I love it. Um, then it's you know, there's a lot to do with like this character size, and that's okay. But I wish I also had like a a dumb movie where the romantic lead happens to be plus size. And she happens to get a rose and she happens to like be a scientist and she happens to have an entire story arc that has nothing to do with the fact that she wears a yeah. size 20 or something. Um, And then that would probably make us all feel like a lot better about how we're represented. And then maybe we are seen as valuable and then that gets translated to more people and then I don't get angry uh dms about how i'm ruining uh the universe because of my size like it all is cyclical and all like kind of feeds into itself
0: yeah and 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 there is like and i know there is the like you know uh fit or healthy at any size like movement and i think there is but there is like a practical warring of like Yes, you can be fit any size, but also not everyone at every size is fit and like kind of trying to battle what is like practical versus what should just be like loving yourself whatever. Like for me, I I was the heaviest I've ever been in my life just uh, about a month ago and then for basically this entire calendar year. And so it like I was heavier than I like to be usually, but then I got even heavier and then I just like I lost libido. I... Like genuine, I was having, I was breathing heavier during activities I shouldn't be doing. I was like, okay, like, here's where I'd like to be. Here's where I am. And it's fine. I can still be sexy here. But here, like, is actually just, it's starting to affect me physically. And it's like, where do we draw lines? And
1: yeah. yeah. And I think that like, I really like that you brought up the, like he- the health and wellness. And then like also like size, because um
0: I think that's probably like a bunch of the people who yell at you online that some of them are like, uh, but it's like science. And then you go, are you a doctor? And he says, no. And it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> I love when people fat troll me because I'm always like, why aren't you yelling at the tobacco industry? Mm. If you're, ta- if you're concerned about my health, get rid of plastics yeah get, like that's horrible like you know donate to client uh like uh not client uh like global warming mm. initiatives like there are bigger issues that that are putting a strain on our economy than me like being a size 18 so and like not hating myself
0: do you think they're mad that you're part of this movement to make let people who are bigger accept themselves and they're mad that people like, like there's this weird apocalypse fat apocalypse that they're imagining uh, yeah. of well, That's everyone's going to be big and we're all going to whatever. That's ex- <laughs>
1: I have so much time to make fat apocalypse, <laughs> um, but no, exa- you know what it is? It's like when people do that to me, I feel really sorry for them. Like, yeah, it stings because it's like a person who's like not letting me like take up space in the world um, and like let me have my own voice, and um, even through like that small DM or like someone mm. being I don't know being dumb. But I'm always like, you don't like yourself and you don't like your body, and, like, you haven't accepted that, and that's, like, an emotional journey, not necessarily, like, a physical journey. Um, You haven't been able to, like, come across that for yourself, and you don't like the fact that I just don't hate myself, that I've been able to, like, quote, unquote, cut a corner to happiness that, like, you've never been able to figure out. Mm -hmm. And I just feel really bad for those people because I – really like myself i mean like not every day how dare you I, know, fuck me. <laughs> I really like myself i mean i like have my cloud of insecurities that like go around my brain all day uh, waiting to strike you know but um because i'm a human but i don't hate myself i don't hate my body i actually think i'm really like um, I'm very strong, and I like take care of myself really well, except for like I'm eating, having this latte. <laughs> is that <laughs> I, bad?
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know. I mean, I like a latte, and I was like, I am. I had a late night, so I was like, I need some uh, caffeine. But I am very good to myself and my body, and I give myself rest, and I give my workout in the way where like it feels good to me, and um, I don't. I used to my like story is that like I you know, was bulimic for years, like Mm. over like a 12 year span and it ruined everything. And
0: I couldn't get myself to throw up. Tried. I was a, I was a tri-bulimic. Tri-bulimic. Never never could pull it off.
1: It's a hard, (laughs) it's a hard thing. I had all the tricks. Oh Uh my God. And it's like really like sometimes looking back on it, I'm like, that's, I was like a completely different person even like five years ago. Mm. Um, and I just like thought about how I was the most unhealthy, like my hair was thinning. My skin was bad. I like ruined the back of my teeth. Um, Like, I have a gold tooth. It's very cool. Um, And I ruined myself. But it was the time in my life where people told me I looked the healthiest. And the time people told me I looked like like that I was, like, changing my life for the good. And I was, like, I am going to die like this. So I think about health and and size all the time. And I'm, like, I'm currently at, like, the healthiest I've ever been. And, like, mentally and emotionally and physically – and I've always been a size 18. I feel like this is what my body is going to stay at. Mm. And you know what? That's oh. – that's awesome! I look great.
0: Please, you're a babe. Yeah, oh like
1: god, this whole podcast is gonna be us flirting. I'm
0: great. <laughs> they, they very. Uh, I get the emails. I read the comments. They enjoy that. Uh, I, I
1: actually love your podcast when you like talk to like your Wait, past do you listen to this? Yes, thing? I do. Oh, yeah. okay. I
0: thought you just were like, yeah, I'll listen to one or two before this. No, thing. I oh. totally have heard of the man podcast. Me? Oh god,
1: podcast. Podcast. And I like when you spoke to me at the expo. I was like, I know exactly who you are. I'm gonna stop being a weirdo and just be very chill about this. <laughs>
0: (laughs) I'm glad you didn't phrase it that way, though, because if you said, I know exactly who you are, I'd be like, oh, no, that could be really bad, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, like I knew I I know exactly what this podcast is when I told people I was coming on, uh, like everyone who I told this to, they were like, oh, that's a really cool podcast. And I was like, I agree. It's very fun. And it like I think you you mix a really good amount of just like your exploration with like people's expertise and then like your own expertise or your own experiences is through like a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do a really good job. And also I love that you have like oh, this cool you. whiteboard calendar. <laughs> 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 like all the Oh, there's my name.
0: Yeah, right there.
1: That's me. I'm right uh, there on the twenty fifth. Wow, you are like killing it.
0: I kill what, what?
1: Like just like you're like doing a that's
0: don't I'm very unorganized. Don't let this board fool you. I know it's color coded and that's like the best I'll ever do.
1: No, that's fine. I like, I, when you told me I, like I gave you a Google calendar invite cause yeah. I, I live off a Google calendar and now I see why you don't use one. Cause it's like, why would you? This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. But yeah, you're, you're cool. We're doing good in the world. And like, I like that. I get to talk to you about this stuff.
0: Well, I like that. I get to talk to you. At home. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So, so where did all this self love Come like have you always been a heavy person
1: literally my entire life and like i um i remember i mean like when i was like 11 i wasn't because i didn't have hit puberty Mm -hmm. and i didn't like have my period and didn't have boobs and didn't have hips but i've i remember when i turned like 13 um everything sort of like happened and developed Mm -hmm. and um if I look at my entire family, like we all look alike. It's like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, so we all have like height in our legs and then we have like a stomach and then like we all are kind of just like round faced, like Italian people. Yeah, we all look alike. I'm, this is a total genetic thing. Um, cause that's also a part of all of this. Um, but I've always looked like this in some version of like growing up. And I remember just like turning 13 and everything just like everything got smaller on me and I, um, was on all these like diets, like trying to like at thirteen? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was on diets at thirteen. And I you um, put
0: yourself on them or mom?
1: I put myself on them and it's never dad,
0: it's always mom. Always mom.
1: <laughs> so the funny thing is I actually didn't grow up with my parents. So I have like a weird fun story. You wanna go into this? Please oh, my give God. it to me. <laughs> I have like a I have like a really fun story. So I uh um I was uh born in the Bronx in New York. I'm a tri- New Yorker. Uh yeah, Bronx Bronx living. Um and I uh you know like lived with my mom and my dad for a little bit and then I like it was like around high school like we're 13 14 or sorry like 12 11 like when everything was like sort of happening I um at that point I was actually living with my grandparents in the Bronx. Um just because like my parents were going through a divorce. Uh, my mom was trying to remarry and then like not to make this like a sad story. If you want to get like sad and deep into the world, are you ready? Are we ready? Yeah. So
0: look, many crying has happened here. Oh
1: my God. So I'm excited. Fine. So like I basically like grew up in the Bronx with my grandparents for most of my life. Um, my parents were going through a divorce. They had lost it. Like I, my parents lost like one of my brothers when we were really young. Mm. Like I like one of my brothers died and it was like caused a lot of trauma. And so they like sort of my father like moved to Arizona, my mom moved to Florida, I lived in the Bronx with my grandparents and then um so I was doing that from when I was like born to like maybe like 13 14 and then my mom remarried. Very fun. Okay. And this guy named Tim who was a abusive alcoholic and great who hasn't had one of those stepdads. <laughs> and um uh basically like moved to Virginia and she was like I want to take my my kids and move to Virginia and so when I turned like 15 I was in Virginia and I went to high school there and Mm -hmm. great and then the moment I turned like 18 I and graduated high school a little early I moved back to the Bronx I just like didn't want to live with her or my parents because I just like they're not like my parents are who they are but like I grew up with my grandparents like Even when I was in Virginia, my grandfather would literally like drive to the Bronx like two weeks out of the month, Mm -hmm. every single month, just to like make sure me and my brother were okay, my other brother. And yeah, I just like never really grew up with my mom because she was always like gone. My dad was always like away and I never had a relationship with him. And my grandparents just like stepped in
0: and made sure we were okay. So then who was around in your life to remind you that you were fat? Oh, everyone. Um, So like... So... All the people who typically say that to you as a kid are, weren't around.
1: So I don't know if you get this, like as a, like a fellow Italian person, but just like my family growing up, we're all just like I remember not being able to have pasta at the dinner table. Like I remember, like um, people would just be like, "You're too fat. You're too fat." Like only salads. Like I remember it was just sort of like forced upon me, mm. and it was one of those things where I never even realized that I was like big. It was just the thing that I was like, oh apparently I am because I'm not being fed the same way as like everyone else and then when I moved with my mom to Virginia we went shopping we wanted to like bond and I remember she like took me into a store and she was putting clothes on me and she was like Laura you need to lose weight and I was like a bait like a kid I was like 14 years old and um I remember it just started this entire like obsession with magazines um and I just started like reading magazines and trying to find ways to like be thinner i was on every single diet and none of it really ever worked because i was uh, in puberty and like growing and becoming like all this Mm -hmm. and um it just like kept happening like people would just like really ostracize me for my size like because i just never looked like anyone and um and it just was like a thing that was always there and it was always like around and um i remember reading in a magazine it was like the craziest thing that's ever happened was this girl, it was like this like 17 magazine or something. This girl was telling um, the interviewer about like her sister and how her sister died from uh, bulimia. And I remember being like, oh, but she looks so thin. And that's how it all started.
0: I used to do a bit when I would do all my Weight Watchers material, uh, which, which I haven't done in years, but uh, one of them was just like uh, drinking Diet Coke because it was zero points. Yep. And I was like, you know, like... Yeah, like, I'll, maybe I'll get cancer, but, like, I'll look good with cancer. Like, I'm going to be a sexy corpse.
1: Yeah, oh, my God. And I that. Love and that, that. Was
0: genuinely was what, like, I cared genuinely more about that at the time.
1: I, isn't that crazy that, like, I would rather, like, be thin than, like, at some point be thin than, like, be um, in anything else. Like, thinness was, like, the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I spent my entire life doing that. And then bulimia just turned into, like, like I, I would like to think that bulimia <laughs> is... A thing that is really about weight loss it's about control Mm -hmm. it's about like controlling like what you put into your body and i will say that no matter what i ever did i never got thin Mm -hmm. i always stayed this way and it just turned into like a more like um just a self-inflicting like harm habit of like being this size and not being able to like go lower and i was like i played sports i played uh i ran track I did the school play. I like played soccer. You were active. I was so active. I was always active. Um, even up until I was like 27, I was playing rugby. Um, I don't, that's so hot. Oh my, I can't, couldn't play at some point because I like, like you can't tell on my face because I, I have, I had eight stitches under here. Okay. Very cool. Under my eye. Um, dope. And then, um, I dislocated my knee and I got a concussion. Uh. And that's like, Par for the course, honestly, of playing rugby. Um, and so I had to like stop and like find different ways to be active
0: for sure, (laughs) yeah. But uh, do you ever do the uh, the pro Anna, pro Mia groups online, like live journal and shit?
1: I definitely have seen them.
0: Um, I was like the only guy in mine, great. I felt like kind of proud in high school, like, yeah, well, I'm the only dude here. This is dope,
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) very cool. I, yeah, so like that's my like kind of like my story truncated of just being like constantly reminded of my size and then like having that internalized and then just finding these like physical ways to like kind of be mean to myself Mm -hmm. a little bit and then it didn't stop until I was like 26 and so that's I'm 32 now so that's not that long ago
0: but when, when how did you start finding the love and to be like you know what I'm hot at this size and like, you know, I don't need to lose weight if I don't want to or like, when did all that kind of start?
1: Probably when I was around 27, 28. Like, cause it took me like after I, I I was having a moment with myself where I was like, I'm going to die like this. Like, this is not a way to live. This is a way to die. And, um, I remember just like going into uh eating disorder anonymous groups like around the city because i was living in brooklyn at the Mm -hmm. time and i was really ashamed of all of it and i had to like go to nutritionists to like learn how to like re-eat and then i had to go to the dentist to like go get a uh, root canals and very cool i'm like kesha back here Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and i started doing like really like kind of nice things to myself and like being just like kinder and um, looking at my Instagram, not necessarily like my feed, but like looking to find like people who look like me, who love themselves and seeking out things like Tumblr when it was cool, (laughs) when it had porn on it. um, Because now it's trash. Um, Finding people who look like me and like just like exposing myself to myself and being like, these people love themselves. Like I can love myself. And through that, I, you know, not that insecurities go away, they don't. We're Mm -hmm. all like, 17 year olds in our brain all the time but you like go slowly and slowly and slowly and you finally one day like when I was like 28 I think I was like I'm not gonna be at war with this body anymore like I'm done with this mind prison like that I have to like be thin to be valuable and I don't, I'm incredibly valuable mm. and I'm really smart and I'm a, a good person and I don't, I'm not, I'm not a murderer <laughs> and it's just like top of the list and I was like, I'm I'm not gonna do this anymore and my using like my Instagram and using like social media, I've been able to like kind of talk about my journey and my struggles and have other people see like what I go through on a daily basis and maybe they find solace in that and then like it's sort of this like feedback loop of I'm doing okay. You can be okay. Like I'm not having a great day, but we're all going to be great. So Mm -hmm. it like then started having this journey. And so, but I want to hear about your body journey. I want to hear all about that.
0: (laughs) Um, I, um, I was never like a fat like if you look at pictures and, and when you were talking about how like, uh, you know, people would tell you things about your body as a kid. I was like, I wonder if, if you had ever looked at pictures and realized you, like, maybe you weren't actually what they were saying. But
1: <sighs> literally I like, was always just like a tall kid. Oh I was like. Yeah, I look like a normal kid. It was just like a skewed view. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: Well, if you look at pictures of me, like in grade school, you would never think like, oh, that was one of the fat kids. I I was like, yeah, a little like baby fat, like you know, tummy or whatever. But I I was never like a wide kid. But the way the kids would bully me, and so many kids would bully me, and kids in different places. So my weight journey, my weight stuff has to do with the bullying because it was just ingrained in me and i was again active did all the sports i was like a three or four sport a year kid you know i got to high school and towards the end of it you know it's like i'm three sports a year but like i'm playing i start like i was a starter in football like i play basketball in high school i was like track captain um i mean i wasn't the fastest guy but like you know they were like well he's too big to be running that time so he gets points for his size (laughs) um no so it's like always active but everywhere i went kids would make fun of me And typically they would go with your fat. Um, they would, they they would say other things. You're annoying. This, that, and the other thing. I got caught faggot quite a bit. You know, it was a, a old favorite. The
1: classics.
0: Classic. Yeah, the classics. (laughs) But like, it, something eventually i was like maybe they're right because if i've got a hundred kids who are all in consensus at this school then i go to the swim club where there's no overlap and they say that and then i go to this sports camp and like kids from other towns i've never met are saying that one year i went to a um summer camp for two weeks in fucking california just to get away and there they called right so it was just like at some point i had to believe i was like i guess i'm a worthless piece of shit, annoying, fat loser.
1: Yeah. I. It's like, but you know, it's like those kids just being insecure and sad and like finding this like, even on the, like a weakest, like a weakness yeah. to just like impose their insecurities on.
0: And that's beautiful. And I can buy that totally. when it's like, when it's like a dozen kids <laughs> right. can buy it when it's everybody. Yeah. Like then I just like I guess so it was so weird like I got tricked into thinking I was bigger than I am to the point that I so last year I interviewed the, the woman who took my virginity and she she really nailed it when we were talking because we were like at this party and she we were talking about the party where we had hooked up where you know that I drove up to in Connecticut and she said I don't think you realized how cute you were like you were really oh. attractive and you acted like you weren't. And I was like, that's exactly it. And that's been it for, like, even all my 20s, as much as whorish as I've been. It's always been with this air of, like, yeah, it's silly that you want to sleep with me, but, like, let's do it. Like, this, you could do, you could make a better decision, but I'm grateful. And that has been, like, basically all my sexual interactions probably until the last year or two, maybe.
1: Do you, how do you feel about your body now?
0: Right now, I'm feeling good, but you know, I, it might be tinged by the fact that I'm actively losing weight this month. Yeah. Um, And it came because I, like this whole, heavy for me was 220. 220 was when, okay, so this is part of the story. So I, we'll, we'll get to how I feel now later. I can't
1: wait. <laughs> okay.
0: So all that happens, Um, I get to college. I just I did a you know about of you know my manorexia during high school fun times. Um, someone ratted me out because they found my live journal. Uh, and then oh like sent it gosh. to a, a teacher, and then I had to go talk to some dude to be like, ah, okay, fine, I'll eat. Uh, but I graduated high school at 180. I got to college at 185. I felt fine. And I had just, like, learned to love myself, and I was like, oh, girls are interested in me, and I had quite a fun time at NYU.
1: Heck yeah.
0: Right. Graduated at 190, which is, like, fine. And then I went, I had the summer, I drove around the country for two months, had a couple months being here. And I hooked up with some like 18-year-old freshman. Um As you do. As you do when you're a newly graduated, you know, person. Obvs. Yeah. Yeah. And and we hook up fine. And then a week later we're texting and we're trying to I'm trying to make plans, like, hey, let's get together again. And she said, yes. This is so bizarre to me, because what she says after would indicate she's not interested. But she says, Yeah, definitely. By the way, uh, if you lost like 15 pounds, that would be cool with me. What a Garbage person. Garbage person. She's uh, I'm still waiting to get her on the show. Uh, I but,
1: <laughs> am putting a mental spell on that person right now, and I hope she stubs her toe because <laughs> that's horrible. Don't so, yeah. you? Stubbing your toe is not fun.
0: I instantly and and the, the, what sucked a lot of my body dysmorphia. I like to think is grounded in some realism. So like, yeah. if I say if I'm like groaning about losing, like having gained weight, um, it's usually. Like, I, I have gained weight, but maybe it's not as bad or whatever. But she eyeballed it. I had gained exactly 15 pounds since graduation. Like, oh wow. So I started working out again. I started Weight Watchers like a month later. Um, lost like 30 pounds doing that. And wrote an obsessive amount of stand-up material on Weight Watchers. Oh, I'm sure. People got sick of it eventually. They were yeah, just right. like, those these are funny, but can you write about anything else? and um, and so it just it's always been on my mind ever since then because I was like, "Oh, I'm not fooling people." Um the I got I did a roast battle a couple years ago and the guy brilliantly he, he cuz I wasn't heavy enough that you could call me fat, but chubby enough you can make chubby jokes. So he he opened one of his rounds with uh so as we all know, Billy has no bones. And it crushed. <laughs> <laughs> A room full of people laughed at jokes about me being doughy he compared me to, like pizza dough uh he said you know most people's greatest fear is public speaking but billy's greatest fear is walking over street grates because he has no bones uh and i was just like oh my god and i went up to my girlfriend after her. i said "Paige, if i gained weight," and she went oh i was like you have to fucking tell me yeah <laughs> um because like i know you love me so it's okay when it comes from you but not when it comes from mike coscarelli in a roast battle full oh, of people that's-
1: I like that comedian. Um, oh, no, no, he's not.
0: We're, we're fine. It was just like he, he did his job. He was supposed to roast me. So we were great.
1: talking about this earlier. Just like, you know, if you're going to make a joke, make it good. And yeah. like, I'll laugh at it. Like, if it's a bad joke, okay, let's.
0: They were good. I thought there was jokes. brilliance in not doing fat jokes, but doing he's fat enough to do chubby jokes. Yeah. But, but I didn't know I gained weight. I thought I was fine. I thought I was sexy and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, Boom, and then I didn't feel sexy for a while, and then I had to try to lose weight again, and then most recently, I um I gained a lot of weight. I gone up to like two thirty three, which I'd never even I'd never seen that number. Yeah. So w- wake up call for me. And, uh, and so oh, when the shitty lady said the thing, that was, that was 220. So for me, that was always my barometer. And now, now I'm in a place where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm even past when girls will tell me I'm fat. Right. Oh and so, and, and my libido went in the tank and not just because I didn't feel sexy. Cause I've done that and I can recognize when it's like, I'm not feeling sexy, but like, I'm fine body wise. Like I, I had a girl in bed and she's holding my hard dick and I'm looking and I'm just like, I don't really want to do anything with that. Like, I didn't want to do anything sexual.
1: Is it like, it's like a mental thing that's also being brought on by like your physical, like, I don't know, like being, I don't know.
0: I I mean, I'm not, I ain't no doctor. So like, I don't know if it was mental affecting the physical or if like, I was just at the point where I was always stuffed with junk food that my body just was like, we don't need to fuck. We got to eat so much candy that who needs sex anymore. It's like yeah, totally. it was like my body was doing the meme of like, yes, yeah, sex is fun, but have you ever had a whole box of donuts? Because like I mean, have you ever had a whole box of donuts? Entenmann's, the devil's food <laughs> donuts? Yeah, they're so on the fucking great. Tomorrow's my binge day and uh they're up on top right now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> but yeah. I think like I I so, totally yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. Like I I I think that's so, that's so interesting because like um I I would think that you're an incredibly attractive dude and like oh my god again, still just flirting. But like just incredibly well, do a attractive- whole bonus
0: episode just flirting everybody, don't worry. Perfect,
1: okay. no problem. But I that's so interesting. So now that you're like in this month of like kind of actively trying to by the eat.
0: way four days into not so the diet i'm doing is like tim ferris's for our body thing the slow carb whatever
1: oh yeah i that guy <laughs> yeah
0: i don't i don't think it's a realistic long-term thing for me that's why i was like there's a very set dates for it. it's really more of a jump start into a healthier eating practices but three four days not eating carbs and i was like horny i was like I want to fuck somebody like I, yeah. I I who can do I have any like who was the last person I was who are the last few people I had sex with like that's I was like I'm ready
1: what about your carb headache did you not get like a carb withdrawal
0: I get the I just get like angry yeah <laughs> I mean like yesterday I was angry and then I, I was like well let's just smoke some weed so I can go to sleep so we're closer to the day thing obviously um, <laughs> I love that also have you ever Trick. done artist way
1: no, it's artist way. Oh, it's By just some like know it's some
0: like artisty pr- course thing Th- that just there's a week where you're supposed to do reading deprivation, so you're not supposed to, like listen to podcasts, watch movies, read books, fucking go through social media. This week has been that week. Tomorrow's the last day, so I've been going this week not having like fun food or I have fifty plus notifications on Twitter. I'm terrified, you know, like I'm yeah. So my he- so a lot of times I'm like I'll go to bed at ten thirty because I just want to get done with this day.
1: I totally. <laughs> Fucking get that. Oh my gosh.
0: But so, so like treating my body better because so it wasn't just like, oh, I gained weight. It was like I was not treating my body nicely, like with the food I was putting in. Uh, I wasn't working out and exercising. So, yeah, I'm going to not feel sexy. I'm not going to feel horny. And that all made sense to me. But like, I've had so little sex this year because of that. I think from like mid February until a month ago, I was no thanks. I don't need, I don't need sex. Which is f- weird for me because it's fucked up my head because I have this, like, persona, right? Like, yeah. Like, that I think is a little bit more put on me um, than I put it out there. So people are like, well, oh, that's that man whore guy. I'd be like, yeah, and sometimes a man whore doesn't want to fuck.
1: Yeah, sometimes a man whore does not want to fuck. Like, I don't – yeah, I – I feel like I get that too, where everyone's always like, oh, you must be so good in bed. I'm like, you're right, I am. But like, (laughs) I, like, I don't know, I'm like super good. But also, I'm just like, there are just some times where I'm like, I'd really want to go to bed. (laughs) I want to go, I want to cuddle because I had a hard week or something like that. Like, Mm. it's not our personas are just not are not just us yeah we're not just like sexy sex people all the time yeah i to go to bed
0: <laughs> and that's regular and normal and but just like to go so many like I, re, I for me like not having like piv sex for a month is kind of weird i don't it hasn't happened often since i started having sex yeah and so like it was like on top all this little Bio stuff was combined with like uh like making me think different like who am i even anymore yeah. you know and 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 when again it's just like when i start treating my body nicely i start feeling better and so that's why i it's it's such a weird line between like when are we being body positive and when are we being practical and like you know uh, what totally. i mean totally
1: oh my gosh i th- i do like body positivity and it like a thing that i care about a lot but i also think if you look at body positivity just like as like a base scrolling through instagram you would think that people are just like every day is a great day with your body. And that is, God, just not true. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, we all have to like, like how many times, especially like we live in New York, we live mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Like how many times are you just like coming home really late because you had to work or you had to do something and you don't have any food in your refrigerator and you like didn't have time on the weekend and your entire life is truncated because you have to be doing things all the time. And so you do get that dollar slice of pizza or whatever it is like, um, and that that then affects you the next day or whatever it is. It's just like body positivity is very cool, but there's no practicality when you look at it from just like that, like stood back lens. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think I would love it if body positivity like turned into like, hey, not every day is a good day. And here's like how to figure out what that – that bad day looks like and sometimes you're not going to want to have like a practical application or a practical reason why today's a bad day sometimes you just want to be fucking mad and go cry in the shower that happens because
0: we're all human beings i prefer a pillow but yeah you, pillow. Know, you cry wherever things, you like to
1: i wear mascara so i'm like get it off <laughs> but i, I like, like to cry
0: on the train or pillows exclusively oh, so
1: you're like public or private you're like, i don't
0: mind yeah I'm... you
1: you want you you're an exhibitionist, your exhibition crier.
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm an exhibitionist. Everything. I got a hand job on the sidewalk two nights ago, or I'll cry on the I'm train. I'm
1: obsessed with you. What? Wait, tell me about this hand job sidewalk situation.
0: My uh, my triumphant return the Tinder. Uh, <gasps> I got I got banned from Tinder a a year ago March.
1: Wait, you got banned from Tinder? Yeah, I got banned from Tinder. Oh my god, we're on the Tinder yeah. banned like team. And the reason I got banned was because I had like a um. A bikini photo, and mm. I was like, "All these thin girls out here have bikini photos, and for some reason, like I'm banned." Right?
0: Did Great. they tell you that was the reason?
1: No, it was like once I put that photo up, I immediately got gotcha. banned, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a whole other like we can have that conversation mm-hmm. of just like shadow banning and plus size bodies and like who's acceptable." But like, I'm glad to be part of the Tinder, um, Tinder band club.
0: Well, I caved and made a new one. Uh, I
1: mean, I have a Google voice number that I totally made with that one. I didn't so. know you could,
0: but I reached out to my friend uh, this guy Steve Dean, who's like an online dating expert, and like he can cons- he has like 50 apps on his phone because he like consults with the app companies too. I'm obsessed with this person. That's awesome. <laughs> and he got banned from Tinder even. I was like, oh man, he's not even problematic. What'd you do? And then he's like, Yeah, but I made a new one and here's how. And I was like, Oh. So I did that, instantly got matches, instantly was like, Oh, cool. This is like I remember how kind of to do this i'm trying to remember like oh how do i flirt with people in text i gotta but otherwise it's like all right great so i met up with someone a couple nights ago and went to a bar had a couple drinks fun walked her back to her building um because i said like hey i'm getting tired like i'm gonna roll out but this is dope and we just made outside her outside of her building and they she had one of those like basement step things cool um where like it's not actually used for anything Like, it's not a real door that opens. And so we just kind of went down there and made out. And then like one thing comes to another and like my hands down her pants. And then, Oh, look, Billy's dick's out. That happens sometimes. Uh, and then, and then she was like, we basically were, you know, jerking each other off until I got a little too distracted to keep doing my end. And, uh, you know, and then as a gentleman and, and she had that moment after I came, like she, it's pretty much all on her hand. And I did that. I just, she, her hand just kind of froze in the air in a way. And I was like, so I took her hand if I Yeah, please. And I just wiped it on my thigh.
1: <laughs> you were, that is like the 2019 like level of chivalry. I like it.
0: What, you know, that kind of guy.
1: So I actually like <laughs> Tinder. I love talking about dating ass with people, especially as a plus size woman. Uh-huh. And especially like who I am in the world, because I feel like I get, the craziest shit on tinder what do you get but it's absolutely because of like get ready this is i'm gonna connect so many things for you right now but it's like kind of what i was saying on, in that workshop of just like this is how we represent plus size women it's in a pretty bad light mm-hmm. it's like kind of always just like joke the only other times we represent plus size women is in porn and that's always this like very like I have fetishes, everyone has fetishes, everyone has their things, but and it's like, <clears throat> people are going to porn to like see this. Um, I brought that up in my workshop of just like, people are looking at BBW porn, but no one talks about it because people are interested in it. But we have devalued this body size in acceptable society. So people are looking at it through this like pornographic lens. So then I go on Tinder. I don't talk about my size on Tinder. My Tinder profile right now currently says I've had all my shots. That's it. It's very funny. Okay. (laughs) It's cute. It used to say, like, talk to you about true crime and pancakes, and then it just didn't matter because people were saying the dumbest shit to me anyway. I assume
0: you're writing your own original lines, though, right? Yeah. Oh, because I think I've discovered uh, that women probably, there's some sort of, there must be a site that has, like, Tinder bios that you can just grab. Definitely. Because last week, I came across two women with the same two, like, jokey lines in their bio. Um, and they're good lines. So the first chick I was like, oh, that's really funny. And then the second one was like, oh, fuck. I think they're, they're just uncreative.
1: I'm going to tell you that that's
0: a thing. Okay. That is a
1: true thing. Sorry to tell you. Um, yeah. But yeah, mine just says I've had all my shots. It's but it's whatever. not referencing
0: your body. There's no reason for someone to talk to you about your body yeah. size. Yeah.
1: I mean, like I have, I have full-length photos. My Instagram is like connected so people can see that I'm like a perf- person. And I get... I've never fucked a fat girl before, which I'm always like, what? You could have just said hi. <laughs> and then like, um, I wanna feed you. I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please don't. I I don't like certain foods. Because <laughs> I'm a human being who eats like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and I always get like, I love your I love your curves. And I'm always like, all of the like thank you that last
0: one i think is trying though it's
1: trying but it's also i always wonder if people are saying that because they're like wait hey ps i find you like totally acceptable and i'm like telling you that kind of thing Mm. um and i'm always like just say hello yeah hey you've got pretty eyes which i do like hey um i really like because i have some like drawing stuff on my tinder like like you're that drawing or like hey like i saw you were in paris in that photo like when did you go to paris totally acceptable things to write to me on a social media platform that everyone else for some reason gets. Um, but because my body uh, has this like dictated narrative of like, I'm like overly sexualized, but then like also not sexualized, but then also just like has no value. I get like, I want to feed you. And I'm like, don't I don't no. like things <laughs> I don't also, like Also there's foods. ways to like
0: compliment your like you how you look and your yeah. body without making it about your size. Like I, you can just <laughs> say like I love your body yeah. is a thing you can say to any person.
1: Any person. And I always say to people I'm like, do you tell thin women that you like their body? Like is that a mm-hmm. thing? Like do you go like oh i i really like how th- your thin your thin uh hips. Do you say that? Cuz if you're not if you're not saying that the thin women like why are you not why are you saying like the body shit to me? No. I'm like it it's it's almost like this like I'm accepting you for your body. I know not everyone else does. Okay. Kind of garbage. As,
0: as someone who's had, you know, especially when I was a lot younger, I've been on Tinder since like Tinder pretty much launched. No big deal. Oh, my God. Um, look at you. OG Tinder. Look, I was on Tinder back <laughs> when you could actually run out of people in New York City on Tinder.
1: You have swiped through the entire borough. I,
0: I did that, yeah, when I was like 23. Like I, would, I would run out. So I would sometimes – Especially again, I was in a different mindset. You know, I'm a different person at 30 than totally whatever. Okay. Cool, great. We all are, yeah. I, say, I think I, f- I, feel like I say that more for them than you. I feel like you're, <laughs> I feel like you're on board with oh, where I, who I am.
1: We're all very different.
0: So, I just, I, I, think part of it can be like a nervousness. Like you're seeing someone you're attracted to, and either you've never been attracted to a person who looks like that before, whether it's uh, race or like whether or not they're in a wheelchair or like they're bigger or whatever, like. Or they're trans, like whatever it is, it's something new, and you're feeling a thing that you don't normally feel, or you're feeling that thing, and you know, like it's quote unquote not normal, and so you nervously address it, and it just comes off really shitty because you sometimes forget there's another person yeah. there On um, that,
1: that but, screen. But yeah.
0: So I think some of it, plenty of it's super shitty. It's just I, I think some of it is a it can be a nervous energy trying to learn to accept. A thing you might act, a per sorry not a thing a person you, you totally. you're into, and if we ha- lived in a world where we weren't saying like you need to be ashamed of being with a fat chick, then they wouldn't need to nerve like knee jerk go like uh, don't worry I like fat chicks I promise you know? yeah uh,
1: oh my god I, I think because <laughs> like, fucking be normal about it yeah um I wrote this story it's like from a a true thing that happened to me like literally a year and a half ago where. Um, I was dating this guy I met on Tinder and he was like really cute and but he like we looked not that we looked mismatched, but he was just like like dinner guy, like really good looking, like had a motorcycle, he had a whatever, like okay. all that that stuff. And he was like very into me, like wanted to be my boyfriend, all this stuff. And then I remember at some point being like, oh, this guy hasn't like taken taken me out on like public dates before. And I was like, why is that? And then I remember was like sort of making out with him. And I was like, let's go out somewhere tonight. And he was like, I don't have to be seen with you to like, for you to know that I care about you. And I remember being like, I'm at the time, like
0: he blew his cover.
1: Yeah. I was like, and I I kind of like internally knew I like, you always know, you always like have that like deep dumb feeling and you don't like, um, want it to come to the surface, but you know, and I remembered being so heartbroken about this because I remember telling people it's like part of this like dumb story that I write. I wrote a dumb story. It's a great story actually about how like this guy looked like James Bond. Like he looked so much like a James Bond character. He just had that like rugged, like, like I'm going to go save a world, like a burning building baby in a burning building kind of look. And then I remember being like in the story, like, but the actual James Bond, like Pierce Brosnan is married to a fat woman and he's, fucking loves her. He's like so into this woman and I'm like why can't we all just be like real James Bond? Like why can't we all just like fucking love the people that we love and find the people that we find attractive attractive and why can't we just stop like I've had so many like guy friends be like you are so great but I would not date a girl who looks like you and I'm always like thank you for your honesty. That sucks because like I don't think that I think I'm like such a babe and such a catch but the idea that like being a little bigger is uh, is like i'm devalued mm. and then i i look at my like world and the work that i do and i always um like i feel like this year i've i've written like over like 10 or 10 or 15 articles for the world like freelance jobs mm. i've didn't been, i've done on, been on so many podcasts i've been doing so much good stuff at my actual job and been like kind of like putting myself out there and i was like i'm trying to be perfect and the reason why i'm trying to be perfect is because if I'm not perfect in every single aspect of my life, I can't even like play on the same playing field of dating. Like I have to be so perfect that like my size is almost like an afterthought. And I hate the fact that that even has to be a thing in my brain, which sucks because then it's all like told to me kind of through these Tinder messages that are like, I've never fucked a fat chick before. And I'm like, Uh, it's it's, not going to be this one either. It's not going to be me. (laughs) um, Like, it sucks because it's very good on this side. But, like, I just get – I get really, like – I need to not let that, like, emotionally weigh me down so much because mm. I think I get really uh, uh, caught up in that narrative and then I, um makes me feel, like, shitty about myself. When I know that I'm uh, such a babe and so smart and, like, a really good person and I know all these things about myself and I shouldn't let these, like, garbage human beings – counting that 18-year-old let us like make us feel any less than we are because we're like such cool kids yeah yeah so I, that's my story but you know it's funny because like i like going on like dates and stuff where i kind of just like don't talk about my size and my body and i act like a true normal person mm-hmm. and i wait until they bring it up so, i know and I'm, it's always happened so i'm like 10 minutes in okay okay mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm but, like, oh, it's, it's fine. I look like this. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I and I would say this probably was definitely truer for me in the earlier years of this podcast than, like, maybe today, you know, in, in today. But um, there, that whether it's on Tinder or if it's with, like, a podcast guest, if there was something, quote, unquote, like, abnormal, it's fine, like, when, like, that's sort the of thing. Like, you write about this. You do workshops on this. Like, great talk. But if I was just having, like, a bigger chick on And there was no reason to talk about her body because it's not what she does for work. Maybe she's a, just a comedian. Yeah. Right. Like, so I had like Lisa Traeger on. Like, I'm not, I never talk, we never once talked about what her body looks like because it's not what she does. Yeah. And like, I think a younger version of me would like nervously ask like, uh, so like, is it hard dating when you're bigger? Because like it's you're you're registering something that you've been taught is abnormal, and you're trying to deal with it in your head, and then it comes out of your stupid fucking face, and uh, and I, I yeah no, and, and I think so, it's very similar. I, it's very it feels similar. very similar to the dating stuff.
1: Totally, like I very much, but I also recognize that like I'm a five seven white woman with um tons of student loan debt, but like. Whoa an education with a master's degree Uh I have a great job I have a lot of privilege and I'm also on the lower end of plus so there's like a lot of privilege that I that I have that a lot of other people don't have Mm -hmm. so when I like tell these stories I'm always like it's not like it is difficult it's my experience I'm going to talk through my experience but other people have other experiences so if there's like cool babe out there who has a different experience than me me and that other person can operate in the same world explaining our experiences making sure that more people understand why they shouldn't be doing that Mm. or should be doing what they want should do and i i like that like we're living in a time now that like body positivity while has its faults like has bred some really great voices of like for me it's you know like making sure that like sexuality and body image and confidence are all connected and it's all, um, cyclical and it's all a thing that like stems from your past and like integrates into your present. And, and I love that there are people out there who are talking about wellness and bodies and, um, and like fitness and bodies and like, uh, eating and, bo- and bodies and just like education and bodies. And I love that. I think that's super fun and great. And, um, like the beginning of this year, I decided to make this weird newsletter called one 800 hey Laura. (laughs) I just like decided to make it. And I was like, I need, I need something that's mine. And I remember the thing that I like cared so much about it was that not every edition was going to be about bodies or about sex, but everything was going to tie into those things. Like I just did one about grief, um, about, cause right now I'm in like a cycle where I'm just talking about pain. And I was like, I was writing in it. I was like, you know, I've gone through so much like hard grief stuff in my life and things that I've had to Really, like, come over, like, trauma wise. And that stuff, like, stays within your body and it stays in, within your mental capacity. And then you're, like, making out with someone, and all of a sudden something happens, and you just, and they touch something, and you start crying because you miss your grandfather, or you, like, you know, you're, like, like that happens. Like, mm. you just start, like, things. I mean,
0: that's every week for me. Everything I, happens. You know.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's so, like, connected into your body. And, um, it's like if you have an insecurity about something, and, on yourself like it's going to come out when you're having a hard day. And so when I made that newsletter, I was like confidence in your day-to-day life absolutely stems from how like you feel about yourself sexually and how you feel about yourself in your body and how like your past totally connects into all of that. Mm. Um so I like it's all connected.
0: When you're ha- practically speaking when you when you have those blurts in your head. Yeah. W- what do you do to combat them so that you can get through them? And continue, be, you know, just being the boss ass bitch that you are.
1: So boss, so bitch. So boss. Um, It's funny. Actually, the other night I was um seeing this couple and they're very sweet. And they're like one of those like a situation where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a fantasy in their life. I feel like I'm a unit. They're a unit. Like we're dating each other. It's very sweet. And I like had a hard day. Like I think it was just like a weird thing. And It was a weird thing. Oh I um I the I think the thing like a friend of mine told me that I had to either kill like professional Laura or a uh, sex positive Laura because I couldn't operate in the same world. And I was like Which is ridiculous. So ridiculous. And I like felt really sad that I was like, Men can do that. And like um that's not cool that I can't. Um and I remember just like being really sad about it. And so I was like like laying in bed with these two and everything was getting like kind of sexual and hot. And I remember just like having a really hard moment and I was like hey, I just need to take like 10 minutes. I'm going to like get some air and like take a chill pill and like let's put a pin in this. And then like everyone was super respectful and nice. And when I came back, I was like, I really don't want anything on me. I really want to like do things to like both of you, watch you two do things. Um, and I think that comes from just years of experience and being like, how do I feel right now? And what is good for me and I'm going to do um, what's good for me in this moment instead of impulsively being like, I'm going to fuck someone or I'm going to make out with someone and I'll deal with the repercussions of that emotion later. Mm-hmm. It's just like in real time, like kind of being therapeutic with yourself. But that's like, I'm 32. Like that didn't doesn't happen tomorrow. <laughs> like that happens years and years of just you being like, like, you know, asking yourself in the moment, like, does this feel good? Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. Like, in the universe we don't do that like we are not taught that we're Uh, taught to do and whatever
0: (laughs) or even in just in specific like sexual spaces we're taught like no you go and you do this and you fuck and that's what you're doing and and you you know if you're in bed with someone like you're probably gonna have to fuck them even if you decide to change your mind in the middle and like i or if you're not feeling sexy all of a sudden you can't like we're not we don't teach people that you can pause or that you can even pause and offer an alternative We think like, oh, a pause in the sex means no, 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 it ends and like, let's say you were saying, hey guys, I need a thing or I'm feeling kind of weird today. I feel like we're taught that that just means we're done for tonight and we'll try again tomorrow. And it's like, no, you were like, yeah, I don't want to do these things, but I really want to do these things. Let's do these things. And Like that, that, I do the same thing when I want to stay in a sexual space and I might not be feeling the sexiest right then is I want to give because then I'm like. Okay, I'm now serving more of a purpose, and, like, I have value and worth, and right now, it's not going to come from this body that I may not love in this second, so I'm going to do things to someone that feels good and that's fun, or we're going to make out, um, but, like, we're not going to do X, Y, or Z, because, like, maybe I don't fuck as well when I don't feel sexy. And yeah. and I think people need to learn that like you do have agency and you can propose alternatives and it doesn't mean like penis and vagina sex, not the end all be all of the sex options.
1: Not literally. I mean, it's great. It's a great option, but it's not the option all the time. And I, yeah, like that stuff is really, um, that stuff is, is real. And also like having an orgasm or being not submissive, but being on the bottom of that scenario and like having things done to you and then having an orgasm. Orgasms are incredibly emotional. Mm. So like, I couldn't imagine being in that situation where I'm having a hard day and like, um, giving, being vulnerable enough to like take off my clothes and like have foreplay done on me and then have an orgasm or whatever it is, have an orgasm and then just, um, have this like probably an emotional response that I'm not ready to have in that moment. And I think having that like 10 minute break and pause and alternative allows you to like really assess who you are and what you need in that moment. Um, and I th- also think and what I think is great about people like us and people who work in the sex universe and um, have to be like real people like outside of the sex universe and also have to be confident people is when you have that conversation with yourself and then you can actually have conversations with other people that you're in the most intimate moments with when you're naked in bed or when you're like at a play party or when you're getting a handjob on the side of the street, which is like, great (laughs) is then you can go to your boss and ask for a raise and it does. It's not scary. (laughs) You can, um, stand up for yourself. If someone says something dumb to you, Mm. uh, you can be a more like confident person in non sex world because sex world is so intimate that you just like become this expert in communication. You're not going to be the greatest all the time, but, I can tell that I have a level of emotional maturity that like a lot of people around me don't. Mm-hmm. Um And it's all because I just learned through sex and body confidence world. I had to actively learn those things.
0: You find the confidence to be naked at a sex party in a country where like, you know, your body is not is is told to be that it is one thing or another. Right. If you have the confidence to be like stand in the middle of that play party naked and be like, I'm fucking hot. Deal so with I- it the com- yeah that comp where, where else where are you going to be not confident in life yeah that's the har- that's probably one of the harder things i know it is for me to like be naked at uh, take my shirt off at a party and be confident so it's like oh if i nailed that i'm ready to nail whatever else yeah
1: i uh so funny like i when i was in grad school i worked at the pleasure chest in the west mm-hmm. village which is how i like really got into sex stuff and um saw the value in it and it was like the coolest experience because you're like selling dildos but you're also like that, teaching people about autonomy and like, um, you, you're kind of this like weird detective all the time of just be of people being like, uh, my friend really wants this thing, I need to buy it for them. I'm like, okay, your friend, what do they like? <laughs> you know, like you become this like personal. What do you?
0: I mean, your friend like? Yeah, what your is butt? your friend um. like? <laughs>
1: um, and I like I thought it was like the best primer to being like a person. Like I work as a creative and I work as a branded creative. Like now I have to go in front of clients all the time and talk to them about their brand or what we can do for them and um and that's in my like real my my, like work nine to five life um and it's like not scary to me Mm. it's not scary to me to like have a real conversation anymore it's not scary to me to go on a date and ask for what i want it's not scary for me to like um put myself in like vulnerable vulnerable positions where like plus size women aren't usually invited because i have this entire world of just like sex positivity and body positivity behind me to basically influence and inform all my decisions in the way that I talk in the world. And I love that. So that's why I don't hate myself.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you don't hate yourself. I'm sure uh, it's helped a lot of other people not hate themselves too.
1: Yeah. I have a question for you.
0: I have an answer for you. Okay.
1: So like, have you ever had sex with a plus size woman or a plus girl? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I like to have sex with people I think are cute. And, And a lot of people ask me, what's my type? But there is no time. Like you could look at them, and you'll see a lot of chicks who look very, like, you know. Then again, I don't know sizes, so I'm just gonna guess: size four, size six. Who knows? What
1: is a, um, a male size? Like, what is a thirty-two? Uh,
0: Ours are like. I think it's supposed to translate to actual inches. Which oh, I think is not nice. I don't. We don't do that. I don't. It
1: <laughs> is horrifying.
0: I don't need that. So this, these are like a size size thirty six pants.
1: I have no idea what that means. I'm like that,
0: cool. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. Great. I think it's supposed to mean thirty six inches around my waist.
1: Well, you know what's funny is I think we were asking this earlier is like what is plus size and I'm and I have like in New York I am big. I'm mm-hmm. very big. In I've definitely gone to like Ohio and I've gone to Wisconsin and everyone's always like you are not big in any way like
0: you see my aunt she needs uh she needs one of those little tr- you know those uh those little fucking scooters scooter. at walmart so like, you're good
1: yeah i like a scooter yeah so like in
0: ohio <laughs> plus size is scooter size you know it's yeah, like i
1: mean and it depends it like, just depends on where they're looking at you are. be like oh my
0: god she's like walking i know and it's <laughs> it's so
1: silly like how plus size is this weird interesting range and you like who, who you are in the plus size spectrum um. Uh, like denotes your value and it changes from like location to Mm -hmm. location like everyone um is always like ashley graham is a plus size woman and i'm like ashley graham is not plus size ashley graham is a taller maybe a few sizes bigger woman who we have deemed as this acceptable plus size but plus size women don't like i mean like look like that but that's not technically plus size it's what we have deemed as acceptable and now we all have to like live up to this dumb expectation i mean she's not dumb but like that that's what plus size is mm-hmm. like to be like six foot and like maybe a size 10 great like and have no belly and like have all your like weight in your ass and your tits like fine <laughs> like that's impossible um and i just like but it just it just so de- dependent on like where you are and what you have access to and like what that region considers like big or not so i can like go different parts of the country and be like small or big on like sets when i do modeling stuff or when i've done been in front of the camera i have been both too big and too small Mm. and i'm like where i don't know where do i fit then (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and like and i understand that there's such a spectrum with like health and like like and weight and how like yes if you are uh, over like, like their weight that can like put on your heart that's not good for you. But like being too, th- like there's people who out there who are like starving themselves and that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. There are yoga smokers out there. That shit's not healthy. <laughs> and there are people out there who eat McDonald's and they're incredibly thin and they are able to like pass in like thin society. That's not healthy. Yeah. But like we give health and fitness and wellness like a look. And if you don't go into that look, it doesn't matter if you're smoking right after your yoga class or anything like you are accepted like or you're like if you you are like it doesn't matter if you're like plus size and you go to yoga and you like eat salads or whatever like you're still not part of the conversation Mm -hmm. um so we need to like broaden that conversation but also like wait i want to go back to this like you've had sex with
0: uh plus size women i enjoy this this? i Um, I know we've talked for like a thousand years i don't i enjoy this you see my you see my schedule uh (laughs) that's it that's awesome uh yeah no um so how about this uh let's do let's do your plugs (gasps) and then we'll i'm gonna i'll refill my water and then i'll tell you about my experience with bigger women and we'll do the flirting stuff for patreon
1: perfect oh my god i'm gonna be on patreon yeah. This is very exciting to me,
0: Great. Uh, Laura. Where can people find you uh, on the internet? Okay,
1: so if you wanna, let's. Oh, there's a few things. You can Google me, Laura Delarado. <laughs> just Google me. If you go want to go on my Instagram, it's Hey Laura Hey. That last hey has three whys.
0: Because
1: okay. um it's like hey, because I'm really nice. Hey. Um if you want And cause to... the other
0: one was just taken. Um I'm
1: Absolutely, honestly. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm like at Billy a... is Procedor, not because I chose to. Yeah, uh, so. it's like
1: the internet shows that for me. <laughs> um, and then you can find my newsletter at one-eight hundred hey Literally, it's like one eight oh zero zero hey laura Mm -hmm. with the regular amount of y's at the end.com and if you want to check out some of my like professional work uh in like what i do lauradelorado.com it's very cool
0: just like it sounds Uh, d-e-l-a-r-a-t-o
1: d-e-l-a-r-a-t-o laura delorado (laughs)
0: fantastic well um thanks so much for chatting i'm gonna go refill some water we're gonna do some uh flirt stuff and you know, uh Patreon people you'll hear that tomorrow. But for now, want you say goodbye to everybody.
1: Everyone. Oh, I should do it in my sexiest voice. Everyone. Have the best rest of your day. And just like <sighs> love yourself and oh. uh yeah, love yourself so hard and buy oh. yourself a latte today. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: That was a great one. That's that's definitely a highlight for me. Oh, so good. Uh, Let me know what you thought about this week's episode, okay? There's so many different ways you can tell me what you thought. You can tweet at me at TheBillyPresida. Or you can make a comment on the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. Do you like that Insta? Do you like the gram? I'm on Instagram, at BillyIsPresida, and I like to interact and respond to all your comments over there as well. Although, if you're going to DM me, just don't be creepy. You know? You can be sexual, just don't be creepy. Like, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm so-and-so, fan of the show. Then insert lewd, lascivious comment, because then at least I know who you are. Um, so yeah, Twitter at the Billy Procida, Instagram at Billy is or, you know, stay old fashioned. I like the old fashioned thing. Shoot me an email. You can send your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, whatever you want to manhorpod at gmail.com. Again, also email me if you want to be part of the FanHor whore fantasy football league this year, uh, Chicago. I want to see you out there. Go to manhorpod.com slash tour. Use the code BILLY. You get $5 off your ticket. Bring your friends. It's going to be a really fun night out. Great way to start Pride Weekend. Show starts at 9 o'clock. You're going to get out by 10.30, and you can go continue your party. June 28th, be there. And last but certainly not least, if you want to support this podcast, the best way you can do it is by becoming a member of our fan community on Patreon. Between the champagne room on Facebook and the Peep Show on Kick, you can connect and become friends with like minded listeners from all over the world. Become a member today and go to patreon.com slash manhore podcast. That's Patreon P A T R E O N dot com slash Man Podcast. Laura's got a, a great bonus episode coming out tomorrow. I'm um, excited to drop that. And then next week ha <laughs> We're talking about pickup artistry. The uh the seduction industry. I'm talking to a fellow stand-up comedian Byron Sadiq, reformed pickup artist. So uh you know stay tuned but don't you dare reform from staying slutty. <laughs>